0: time mom welcome to Monday we are going to get into some crazy stuff that happened over the weekend but first i want to launch right into something that just absolutely pisses me off and i want you to be pissed off with me because it's no fun being mad alone and just sitting here stewing in it uh i want you to just ugh, feel what i and i'm going to say something that is probably going to get me in trouble but i'm here for it okay i am here for it now just this past weekend for a graduation ceremony president joe biden He went to Howard University, which is a historically black college university. All right. HBCU. You've seen the clip. You heard what he had to say. Uh, The man is dumber than a bag of hair. Just absolutely not there. 100 percent. And I want you to watch this clip now. I want you to watch it because I got some things I want to say about it. I want to say what you've been thinking. And you're just maybe afraid to say it out loud, but I'm going to say it today. But first, I want you to pay attention. Look at the anger in this guy's eyes when he's talking. I want to remind you that the person who is uttering these words eulogized Robert Byrd, who was a grand poobah whatever for the KKK, and then became a senator. And he said he's one of the greatest men he ever knew. This is a guy who said he didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle. This is a kid who said, this is a guy who said that uh, that Barack Obama was like a, a, a clean whatever smart, good-looking black guy, which you don't have any of those. This is the guy who said, or I'm sorry, uh, who is now Vice President Kamala Harris in the first Democrat primary debates called him a racist. This is that guy who says these words at this historically black college. Play the clip. It's a battle that's never really over. But on the best days, enough of us have the guts and the hearts to stand up for the best in us, to choose love over hate, unity over disunity, progress over retreat, to stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural
1: address to single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is
0: white supremacy. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say wherever I go. To stand up for truth over lies. Lies, told for power and profit. To confront the ongoing assault. To subvert our elections. There. That's our right to vote. That's exactly why you were saying it, Joe. You said white supremacy is the biggest terrorist threat to our homeland. White supremacy. You knew exactly who your audience was you knew exactly what you were saying you know exactly where why and when you were saying it okay you were saying it to a black audience and you got your little cheap applause about saying white supremacy is the biggest threat the terrorist threat to the homeland okay I've got an issue with that because here's the deal when you say white supremacy you're just saying white people in general that's what you're saying. You're saying anybody that is MAGA Republican, anybody that is l- uh, right of center, is automatically a white supremacist. Automatically a white supremacist. We just had a shooting in Allen, Texas, two weeks ago, uh, where a Hispanic guy shot the place up, and he was a white supremacist. So anybody that's not black basically is a white supremacist that has any differing opinion from the progressive left. Now, the biggest enemies, the biggest enemies in America, and specifically to the black community, folks are not white supremacists. They're not. Now, to my knowledge, I have never met a white supremacist. Therefore, I've never had a conversation with a white supremacist that I know of. And growing up in the deep south of Georgia in the 1970s and 80s, one would think that I should have crossed paths with at least one white supremacist. I jumped on a Twitter space the other day, which I think was about 99% black people in there. Somebody said, you got to get on this Twitter space. And in there, they were actually having conversations. Every person that spoke was talking about things like, we got to bury these white possums and how white people need to die. Mm. Here's the deal, my friends. The biggest enemy to America, and specifically to the black community, is Democrats and more specifically, democratic policies. Now, it amazes me that the black community, in particular, continues to vote in, you know, policies that have consistently and historically kept them in physically, morally, circumstantially, spiritually, economically, psychologically, and emotionally impoverished circumstances. I mean, Einstein was right in saying that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, but yet here we are. Now, I know that the current social trend is for me, a white man, to shut the hell up because it's none of my business. I can't speak on this. But the president of the United States has now made it my business. And he has provoked me to a point uh, where I need to show you what his speech should have been when he spoke at a historically black college. This is, the, this is how he should have spoken to them. Because, but see, Joe doesn't have the balls to tell him the truth, but I do. I got the balls. I got a big old giant sack of them. The biggest enemy, the second biggest, because Democrats are the biggest enemy to the black community. The second biggest enemy to the black community, which is a direct result of Democrat policies, is guess what? Fatherlessness, not white supremacy. It's fatherlessness in the home. You say, oh, you can't say I can say it because it's a fact. And I want you to think about this. Compared with white women, black women are 25% less likely to have ever been married and about half as likely to currently be married. In 1998, about 29% of African American women aged 15 and over were married with a spouse present compared to 55% of white women and 50% of Hispanic women. Now, until the 1960s, the percentages of black and white women currently married with a spouse that was present in the home were virtually the same. It was about 66%. And until 1960, about 95% of children in the U.S. were born to married parents. By 2008, that number had fallen to 59%. 36.5% of single-parent female-headed households are in poverty, and only 6.4% of married two-parent families are poor. So when President Johnson's War on Poverty began in 1963, Only 7% of the children in the U.S. were born out of wedlock. But by 2008, that number was 40.6%. 72.3% of black births are out of wedlock. Did you hear me? Almost 73 quarters of black births are out of wedlock. So until the 1960s, the black family was mostly intact. Two-parent household. And furthermore, the incarceration rate of black men was about the same as the white men until the 1960s. Now, however, these days, 37% of all male prisoners, all male prisoners in the U.S. are black. And listen, when you think about the fact that blacks comprise about 13% of our population, that's astounding. Furthermore, from 1930 to 1940, the height of the Great Depression, everybody was broke. And, 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 and we had legalized discrimination against black people in America, and the Jim Crow South was in, in effect. There was only between 22% and 26% of all prisoners in federal and state prisons were black. By 1964, 33% were black. By 1986, the number was 44%. Now, sociologists will wrongly tell you that poverty leads to crime. During the Great Depression, and I know there's people going to argue back and say, oh, but they're, but they're, they're in poverty, they're poor, they, they have to commit crime, they, they're forced into it just to survive. Oh, no, 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 no. During the Great Depression, the unemployment rate in black America was 45%. That's right. If there was ever a time for crime to go completely out of control for the black community, it was then. But it didn't happen. You know Why? Because the two parent family was intact and because those families held church and faith as a high priority. See, there's something interesting about having the fear of God instilled in you. You don't go out and kill each other and you generally don't commit crime. So what happened? Why is fatherlessness in the black community so rampant? Well, there's this thing called Aid to Families with Dependent Children, AFDC. It was signed into law by Franklin Roosevelt in 1935. By the way, he's a Democrat. As part of the Social Security Act. Now, the SSA, the Social Security Act, was passed by a majority Democrat Senate and House. The AFDC, it's a grant program to enable states to provide cash welfare payments for needy children who have had been have been deprived of parental support or care because their father or mother was absent from the home. They were incapacitated, deceased, unemployed. They just weren't there. And then in 1963, when Lyndon Johnson started his war on poverty, the majority of blacks in America voted for who? They voted for Republicans. You know why? Because Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. And by 1966, just three years later, LBJ was preoccupied with the Vietnam War. And the war on poverty, it started losing steam. So what happened was a married couple by the name of, and there were also Marxists and professors at the School of Social Work at Columbia University in New York, Richard Cloward. Francis Fox Piven, they developed a strategy to address this whole situation. They were concerned that administration of welfare payments by the states were too slow and not nearly as comprehensive as they should have been. And so what they were after was this federally funded and controlled welfare system, which would move the U.S. towards socialism. Now, keep in mind. You know, this whole socialism experiment, even Vladimir Lenin said it's a logical step in leading to communism. And the Cloward-Piven strategy, what they wanted to do is flood the rolls of state welfare systems and cause the systems to crash. Now, at that point, states would be crying for the federal government to bail them out of their welfare woes. And the ultimate goal was a guaranteed annual income. Does that sound familiar, that whole guaranteed annual income? They're still doing it pushing for it in fact when we went through the whole COVID-19 power grab you know with the you know federal government was shutting everybody down state governments they were following the exact same playbook of of Cloward Piven and Cloward and Piven, what they hoped for, uh, that when the state welfare system crashed, that the federal government would then step in and save the day. But how could they swell the welfare rolls? You know what they did? They used FDR's 1935 Aid to Families of Dependent Children and that policy to convince poor people that they could receive government welfare payments. And there was only one catch. They had to prove that the families did not have a father in the home. Now, let's switch gears. Take it one step further. Because I want to tell you this, the biggest mortal enemy to the black community, as I see it, it's abortion. You want to know what kills black people? It's abortion. We've already said 13 percent of the American population is black. They account for 35 percent of the abortions that happen in this country. Thirty five percent. Black women are four times more likely to get an abortion than white women. Democratic policies have made it convenient. It's made it almost necessary in the black community. 85% of Planned Parenthoods are within walking distance of an urban community. Abortion is the most demographically consequential occurrence for the minority population in America. You want to talk about equal opportunity? You don't believe in equal opportunity? It's an easily provable fact that the unborn black babies, they don't have an equal opportunity to even survive until birth. You have black abortion rates. They're 25 per 1,000 females, compared to white uh, ladies, which are only 6.6. So, for every 1,000 live births in the black community, there's 326 abortions. 62% of black lives. 62% of black lives end in abortion. There's 38 times more abortions among blacks than there are black homicide deaths. Oh, and by the way, blacks are no longer the largest minority group in America. That's Hispanics. You want to talk about crowding the welfare system? Well, with what's happening at the southern border and the influx of illegal aliens, do you have any idea the level of decimation that's coming to the black community? Holy crap. It will not be at the hands of white supremacy, my friends. Let me talk about another moral enemy to, uh, to the black community. Crime. The black population, as we said, once again, makes up 13%, but they commit 60% of the violent crime in America, fatherlessness, they don't know any better. They commit 33% of aggravated assault. They commit over 52% of the murders, almost 30% of the rapes, 53% of robberies. And here's the kicker. It's not the entire 13% that's doing these things. Instead, it's 25% of the male half of that 13% population. So when you realize that less than 3% of the population of America is responsible for over 50% of the homicides, for instance, you start to realize that there is indeed a cultural problem. It's not white supremacy. Now, if you're still with me and you disagree with me, that's fine. But I want to remind you that you're disagreeing on an emotional basis and not a factual or statistical basis. Now, the fact that we give ourselves over to emotions and feelings when discussing these things only further exacerbates a very large problem instead of bringing solutions into the light. So when Joe Biden addresses a historically black college and says that the greatest threat to America is white supremacy, he is quite literally full of shit and lying to that audience. Do with that information what you will all right we've been talking to you for a while about texas superfoods now this is what happens when you get a naturopathic doctor like dennis black who's not only a texas veteran but also an expert in helping people get healthier this is what happens when he puts his mind to making uh, helping make your diet better texas superfoods is vine ripened antioxidant rich they use raw fruits and vegetables and whether you're using it in capsule or powder form you're going to get all the benefits of putting the right nutrients from the right fruits and vegetables into your body look i don't eat right most of the time neither do you so let's stop pretending that we do the beautiful thing is in this day and age you can supplement your diet with healthy things like texas superfood and go on about your day just a little bit healthier so i want you to check them out texas superfoods head over there today we'll be right back so in summary joe biden the problem with the black community is the black community blacks are the black problem um and and i listen i don't care uh when you spin it like that you are causing a racial division a potential violent division and people look at me and they say oh you can't talk about those things because you're white no 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 i love you I don't care what color your skin is. I care about you, all of you. I don't see you as one way or another. I I, I don't. I I care about you. But when we are continually culturally dividing people, I don't even like the term black community. That's your term, by the way. You came up with that. You decided to separate yourself. For, For, you know, almost 100 years, we were doing a lot better in this country. We really were. We, we got rid of some really bad things and we were working really hard generationally to make sure that the next generation did better about some stuff. And then you got this ass hat that gets up there in front of everybody and says, oh, the bigger thing is white supremacy. Okay. Okay. Um, just stop with the rhetoric. Stop with the rhetoric. All right. Let me tell you something, guys. I had a great time in Kansas. I saw all of it. <laughs> George... Chris, let's love Brandon Ace uh, at the helm over there. Listen, guys, I, I, you know, I, you've heard me tell the story already. I've, I, they canceled a flight into Denver. I had to fly into Garden City, Kansas. Then I got stranded because they wouldn't rent me a car, um, and so I had this angel named Stephanie, God bless her, who uh, who came and drove me two hours up to Sharon Springs at uh, the. Uh, incredible aaron and and her husband dale they just have a great little restaurant venue up there and um we had a great show and then my buddy austin came picked me up drove me all the way across the state and it's funny in the midst of all the chaos of this weekend of what we had i came back more renewed more invigorated with life (laughs) i mean it was hectic dude it was hectic but i saw the humanity in people and the goodness in people it was just good. It made me slow down long enough. I had to slow down. I had no car. Couldn't get anywhere, guys. It's so I just, people were so gracious and so generous. And I was just encouraged by it, man. So thanks for a great weekend in Kansas. I can't wait to go back. And I had a great, great show in Inman, Kansas, just north of Wichita. And a big crowd of people showed up. We had a blast, dude. And um, yeah, and as I can't wait. We're going to be in um, Godly, Texas, Saturday night. And then we've got that little... Uh, It's not a private deal, but it's going to feel private. My buddy Stacy McNabb, they've got this this property in in Cleburne, Texas, and they're selling tickets. Only 70 people can come. I think there's maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 tickets, something like, I don't know, 15 tickets left. Go get them. Come hang out with us on Sunday night. That's the 21st. it's going to be cool. And then I'm going to Wesley Chapel, Florida next week. And that one's selling. Get to, if you come into Wesley Chapel, start buying the 9.30 show because we've got a 7 o'clock show and a 9.30 show. Come to the 9.30 show because it's Florida. Everybody's asleep by 4. Everybody retired down there. They had their blue plate special and they're out. Nobody wants to hang out at 9.30. But get the tickets for the later show and come hang out. Or if you bought tickets for the 7 o'clock, come to the 9.30 show too. Let's do it. Let's double up. Let's double up on it. So Miller Lite... Um, I, you know, I, it's not like it's not a crazy wild ad that they did. It's woke. Don't get me wrong. Do we have that clip? So you know, what, Bud Light and I, I posted this on my social media, and everybody's like, "That's not the same as what Bud Light did." I, I, I get, I get that it's not the same in that they're not empowering this trans person after an, another trans person shot up a school and trying to cram the, this ideology down your throat. I get they're different, but it's still woke, and I don't know how they can't learn from other people's mistakes apparently this ad came out like in march and we missed it right it came out like march for women's month and so now it's mid-may and this thing's starting to catch some attention i just play the clip
1: Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. Okay. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. True. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. <laughs>
0: wow. Heck yeah.
1: Look at this shit. Wild! It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that he can turn it into good shit for women brewers. Literally, good shit. How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad into compost. Then we feed compost to worms, pushing out beautiful fertilizer. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops. Which has been donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Oh. So here's to women. Because without us, there would be no beer.
0: So basically, let me unpack that commercial for you first of all women made the beer that that's a historical fact they did uh that's because women typically were in the kitchen so let's just go ahead and say what you're saying you're saying that typically women were in the kitchen and they did they wanted to make a nutrient-rich beverage uh that would uh that would fill you up and they made beer they carried it out for millennia (laughs) and women did indeed in the kitchen brew the beer um The funny thing about this is now they are by saying we're going to glorify the past. They're erasing the past because this is a very fascist thing. I don't use that word lightly. It's very fascist, very Nazi of them that we're going to now collect everything and erase that portion of history. Now, you say, well, that's silly because you're just a misogynist that wants to see girls in bikinis. I don't think that makes me a misogynist, but it is a fact. I do like seeing girls in bikinis. Not Lizzo, but I like seeing good-looking girls in bikinis. And those girls, guess what? They were models. That was their job. That was their career. They got paid handsomely for doing it. Their faces were everywhere. That was great PR for their career. And I guarantee you they put it on their resume and weren't ashamed of it at all. But now you're telling them to be ashamed because this man-driven industry, which is beer, uh, should have never existed at all. Well, that's simply not true. So now you're going to collect it, and at the end, you're going to keep saying shit over and over again because apparently these girls' career was shit to you. And then at the end of it, you're going to take shit out of the bag, and you're going to make the woman eat the shit. I don't see how that's empowering for women at all. You literally made your spokesperson eat crap out of the bag and we're supposed to be proud of you for what for what are we supposed to be ashamed because we're men because we're masculine we have testosterone we're uh, visually stimulated and we do like pretty women and somehow an industry that's demographic is highly driven towards the masculine you used a marketing campaign that said hey you know what you drink a beer like this and maybe you get a girl like this Because it makes you look cool, makes you look good, makes you look strong, masculine. And maybe girls like this will be attracted to you. How dare they have such a PR campaign? Well, shit, it worked. This don't. Because woke goes broke and it don't work. Now, you want to talk about shit? Trump said it best. Everything that goes woke turns to shit. So there's your shit. (laughs) Now, I have to laugh at it. But what you guys don't understand is we're not making a mountain out of a molehill. Well, a little bit we are. Like if you'd have just said, hey, women used to make beer and we want to celebrate women because thanks to women, you know, we've been able to perfect beer. We've made better beer. We, you know, we want to honor women and what they've contributed to the beer industry. Fine. That's great. That's fantastic. But by canceling other women to glorify a certain type of woman, That's very fascist of you. And then you're going to collect everything. What is next? You're going to have a book burning? (laughs) I mean, they're composting the calendars. You know, they're buying it back. They want to make sure you can't get it. So, yes, by the simple definition of the term, it's woke. Now, should we get bent out of shape and go nuts over it? I don't think so, but to each their own i'm not a huge beer drinker anyway um as i've said over and over again and i'm not trying to shame anybody but i'm just saying this is such a dumb strategy now if they released this video back in march that was before the dylan mulvaney nonsense so they didn't know but now it's starting to get some traction and you tried to go to the website chris and it wouldn't pull up right wouldn't pull up you got one of those error 404 codes 404 error yeah and it does not work well, Molson Coors has it on one of their sites, I can tell you that. <laughs> one of their competitors. Because I did a, when you sent it to me, I was driving and I said, is this satire? And I looked it up and the only place I could find it was on Molson Coors' website. Ah. And they were basically poking fun ah. of their competitor. Well, Chad, but, do, you think, do you think they're doing damage control and trying to wipe it? Yeah, I kind of think so. I think so too. Yeah, I think I- so too, because yeah. again, th- and again, the big deal is, and I have a ton of people coming at me on social media saying, I don't understand why this is woke. Well, because again, stop taking the the masculinity out of men and what men like what men are visually stimulated by there's nothing evil inherently evil in in being attracted to someone and no i get it i know sex sells i get it and that could be taken too far we don't we don't need to be plastering everything with women in bikinis and all that kind of stuff i'm not arguing for that don't hear what i'm not saying i'm not telling you we need to create some s- sexualized culture and and you know, and then in the next breath, fight against it. I'm just I'm telling you, the way they're going about it is is very nonsensical. So anyway, that's my take on that whole deal. All right, during the. Um prime spring season. You need some wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days and keep you on track, reaching your goals. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Trust me, my mother loves them, and so do I. Uh, You're going to save time. You're going to eat well. You're going to tackle everything on your to-do list. And they got 34, uh, more than 34 chef-prepared dietitian-approved weekly options. There's always something new to try. Plus, You can uh, round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like that uh, delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, the bacon and cheddar egg bites, the potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet, or for an easy wellness boost, try the refreshing beverage options like the cold-pressed juices, the shakes, the smoothies. And if you want to pack in more protein, put a little muscle on, add those uh, filling options like a salmon filet or chicken wings to your Factor Meals to support your dietary goals any time of the day. So head over to Factormeals.com slash chad 50 use code chad 50 to get 50 percent off your first box that's code chad 50 at factormeals.com slash chad 50 to get 50 percent off your first box we'll be right back all right joining us on the couch uh one of my favorite ladies sarah gonzalez the host right. of the news and white matters you drinking a miller light Look at you. You like girls on bikinis, don't you?
1: I do. Love me some girls in bikinis. I, have a I love to wear a bikini.
0: You don't wear one? I said you? I love to wear No. Oh, you wear one? You I wear, mean... You a one-piece or a two-piece girl? Two-piece. Yeah? Look at yeah. you. I've never seen you in a swimsuit. Let's do a calendar. Okay, let's do a calendar. A Real Women's Club calendar. Yeah, there you go. Get them at realwomensclub.com. Yeah. I texted my buddy, our buddy uh, Seth Weathers, mm-hmm. who's got his little beer deal. I mm-hmm. texted him that Miller Lite ad this morning, and he said because uh, he's got his right ultra, beer, ultra right. Right. right yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, it's selling like crazy yeah it's about to be in grocery stores
1: no yeah he told me this
0: morning it's getting full distribution it's gonna be in grocery stores It's gonna be crazy where wow. that ultra right is so anyway I texted him and he goes is this real or is this satire and I said bro it's real and I sent him that link over at Molson Coors which is their competitor and uh, Miller Light's competitor I think I could be wrong on that somebody will correct me I know everybody knows everything about corporate America <laughs> um uh and he goes well he goes this is proof that god loves me and wants me to succeed because Truly. Every, he, like i said bro they ultra, keep taking themselves out i said ultra right it needs to put girls in bikinis right now yeah yeah right now
1: i know i feel bad drinking this because it's it's too woke for me but see, i
0: got the yingling you yeah. brought them in here i, I would have I drank the miller light i'm not scared of it
1: not scared well I heard they're very pro woman now apparently. Uh, now all of a sudden we now all of a sudden we know what a woman is. They're
0: very pro exactly they at least they know what a woman is and yeah. they're very pro woman in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. because women always made the beer. So uh I had a gay pastor transvestite something, I don't know, come at me this morning and said I've never seen so many alpha masculine males get triggered by and I'm like, I'm I actually am entertained by the stupidity. Mm-hmm but I also get paid to call it out. So, right. cheers.
1: Yeah, it's just fascinating. Whenever you have an opinion about something, they always say, oh, you're so triggered. Like, yeah. no, I just have an opinion about it.
0: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, thanks for helping the algorithm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: please comment more. Yeah, exactly. Please comment more. <laughs> like, I'll put, sometimes we'll pr- I'll purposefully put a typo in there so they'll call me stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like, please blow it up. <laughs> please blow it up uh i love it uh what do we want to talk about let's so the border let's talk about the border because um it's a mess what border there is not one (laughs) there is not one um uh, kamala who's my favorite brainiac uh she's not only the ai czar i would not let kamala harris program my remote control for my television much less be in charge of ai Mm -hmm. she is artificial intelligence Uh, but she, who is the border czar, she hasn't been there. She's actually, she was in Georgia. She was in Atlanta yesterday, last night, for the Democrat Georgia Democratic Soiree. Hmm. She went to the party. Not very close to the border. Not at all. Okay. Not dealing with uh, illegals coming across in droves. Uh, she had this to say about what's going on at the border. Play it. You know, I
1: hear that everything in the last couple of days is going rather smoothly given what? Oh. what the concerns were and the bottom line however is that really? the issue of immigration falls squarely within the responsibility of the United States Congress. Mm.
0: Huh. What 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 are what are your thoughts, Sarah? <laughs>
1: um well, I think Gosh, she she's a... high perhaps Ooh. because I don't know where she's getting her reports from that everything is going smoothly. Yeah. I mean, that is unless the entire point is to bring these illegal immigrants <laughs> into the interiors of the country, in, in yeah. which case, yes, the plan would be running very smoothly.
0: That's, everything that's according the question. To plan. Smoothly for who? <laughs> right. For the regime? Right. Probably so. Right. You know, they're getting the phones, which, again, basically they're saying, well, they're tracking devices because they've got an app. You know, Joe Biden even said, we have an app that's going to take care of everything. Maybe don't let them in the country. Right. I mean, just, you know, kind of tossing ideas, Joe. I just don't let them in the country.
1: You know, it's fascinating, too, because they say, oh, well, they they can be tracked. So what? You're going to go hunt them down and remove them from right. the country? You'll never do that. So what's the point?
0: Right. I like that camera angle, how it was on me while you were talking, and then it went to you when you finished. But here we are. They... <laughs> i was watching me watch you talk oh were you out of the corner of my eye uh the uh some
1: might call that vanity
0: well i mean it is the chad prather <laughs> show uh i i yeah i mean somebody said to me on twitter yesterday when i made a joke about the whole app you know they put an app on this phone to track people mm-hmm. they said well that's the whole point of the app no 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 I, don't, but don't, the app doesn't keep them out of the country no, no. They're using the my point. taxpayer dollars. Yeah, and that's not the
1: point of the app. No, it's not. The, it, to my understanding, the point of the app is so that they can make a set of time, so that they can not show up to their, you know, right time to and, go show up. You know, Taylor Hanson
0: took a picture of the paperwork the other day where it literally has a court date set for 2027.
1: <laughs> and that wasn't, I saw one that was even 2032, even further <laughs> out. They're like, at that point, what is the point of even giving there, them a date? It's not.
0: There's no point. Well, you know, I love Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, Do you? I love him. Really? I love him like a boil on my ass. (laughs) And he looks similar to one. (laughs) Uh, Let's play that clip.
1: How do you respond to him and some other Democrats who say that you've fallen short?
0: Uh, I would respectfully uh, disagree. We have been planning for months and months, over a year and a half. We have surged resources Uh, asylum officers, uh, border patrol agents, processing coordinators to do the data entry work so our border patrol agents can be out in the field. We've expanded our holding capacity in border patrol stations. We've added beds to immigration and customs enforcement in our detention facilities. We've increased our transportation resources. The number of flights, uh, uh, removal flights with our foreign partners. We're setting up regional processing centers now. It's extraordinary what we've done over the past 18 months or so. Mm, It's extraordinary. (laughs) We have spent the hell out of your money is what he said.
1: That is the most incredible clip. Yeah, the, the job is to enforce the border yeah. that already exists. And yeah. he literally just went on there for, how long was that? 30 seconds explaining that they've done a great job of processing illegal immigrants into the country. Yeah, they got and more using, beds. Right, using your taxpayer resources to bring more data entry people <laughs> to type up all of the new people who they are allowing yeah. into the country.
0: So That's as incredible. I stated uh, just over well a week ago, I stated that... Um, by sending fifteen hundred troops to uh-huh. the border, they were basically sending turnstile yes. operators yes. and administrators. Yes. Now, yes. and I mean, and I talked with one of my oldest, dearest, best friends on uh, Chad Patton. He's a border patrol agent um, over in the Tucson area, Arizona, mm-hmm. down south of there. You know, and we I talked to him a little bit last night. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. What is going on? Um, You know, I'm a part of Texans for Strong Borders. Um, They're putting out information every day on how we can legislatively push through more things as the state of Texas is concerned. I have an actual solution for all of this I'm going to get into Mm. in the next segment. And I want your thoughts on it. Okay. Because I think it's a radically good idea. I think it's a radically good idea of how we're going to combat this. It's probably a pipe dream. Okay. But I'm going to give it to you in a minute. All right. All right. Uh, I love Barrel Buddy. I been, I actually pulled some guns out the other day and was cleaning them. And uh, the Barrel Buddy, boy, it makes the whole process faster. Uh, it's not a hassle. It's not a dirty job. You don't have to try to put those little patches through the little hole and push the, you know, the thing down through there. You don't have to do all that. It's really cool. Uh, Barrel Buddy is an incredible solution for cleaning your gun and being a responsible gun owner. They compress to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, and they make sure to clean the rifling grooves. They come in seven different sizes to match any caliber of your firearm. And Barrel Buddy is composed of polymers that aren't going to leave behind the residual uh, particles, none of those little cloth fibers. So it makes it safer for your gun, and it cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates and then absorbs any remaining residue and buffs the interior surface clean. You can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it. I've had several of you I've seen in the comments where you have purchased them and you like them. So cleaning your gun is really important. Uh, it's, a, it's a big step in being a responsible gun owner, and Barrel Buddy is a totally new concept and better way to take care of your firearms. So I want you to get some today. I guarantee you're going to love them. So go to BarrelBuddy.com today. That's Barrel Buddy. Hang on. Here they are. <laughs> now hold them up for you. BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. All right. Uh, Chris sent me a breaking news. Uh, police are responding to a mass shooting, quote unquote, uh, in Farmington, New Mexico. Oh, gosh. According going to ATF. Uh, Farmington, New Mexico, another blue city. I will just put that out there. We'll see what happens there. I don't know any other details. Don't know any other details. Um, and we'll see. At the time of this taping, which is eh, 2 o'clock mm-hmm. Central Time, we don't know anything. Uh, my solution for uh, this influx of illegals coming into the southern border, which, by the way, you know, I posted about this: these New York City hotels that were kicking out mm-hmm. veterans, mm-hmm. homeless veterans, kicking them out, putting illegals in. And people were like, that's, that's been debunked. Well, it's not debunked. It was happening. happening. And then some other people said, they're not being kicked out. They're putting them in other hotels. Okay. If you check into a Hampton Inn and they knock on your door and say, we need you to go down the street to the Super 8, you just got kicked out. Right. You just got kicked the F out. Right. I don't care if you got moved. And I don't know that they got moved. That's, that's the rhetoric anyway. That's the explanation. Because, again, the progressives on the other side have got to argue with you no matter what. They mm-hmm. can't just look at it and be like, hey, hey it's a bullshit situation. We agree. Mm-hmm. And so I tweeted the other day. I said, if you're okay with that, using taxpayer dollars to house and feed and take care of illegals over homeless veterans that serve this country, you and I cannot get along. We are diametrically opposed in this country. We, we're never going to get along. My solution is Canada. Canada is the answer. Western Canada, specifically. Uh, Alberta, British Columbia, I think Manitoba. They're very conservative. They don't want to be a part of Canada. They mm-hmm. don't want to be a part of Canada. In fact, a lot of those conservative Canadians would love to come to America and buy land. The problem is it's a hard thing to get a green card and be able to stay here. So mm-hmm. they can't do it. So if Trump or DeSantis or Vivac or whatever his name is, <laughs> Ramashami, whoever wins the Republican deal, that what they need to do. And I think, I think I think I think I just can't see Joe Biden getting reelected. I, but who knows? uh mm-hmm. the next republican, 81 million
1: votes yeah 80, more, more than any election. you know more black votes than um
0: barack obama, barack obama. When, it, when we elect a republican president in 2024 they need to either annex western canada or at least that that's a hard one because it's it is a sovereign country but make it where canadians can get a green card mm. and come down here buy land and give them easy access to citizenship but only ones who didn't vote for justin trudeau yeah and let them let them come down here so let's create the same thing that democrats have mm-hmm. rather than a southern invasion let's create a northern invasion of conservative republican voters who are sick to death of these goofy ass socialist marxist policies and we counter the whole deal I like it. Let's just bring in our own voters. I like it. You just bring them from Western Canada, right? And then you know, Trudeau's a pussy anyway. What's he gonna do if we want to take it? I mean, you know, one of the things I said when I was running for governor is I said we should own the the first hundred miles of Mexico anyway, and people got pissed at me for saying that. I was like, you know, like you go south of the border a hundred miles, we ought to just go ahead and own that anyway. <laughs> That ought to be ours. (laughs) I mean, why not? I mean, if we're going to be dictators anyway. See, see, the problem is the problem is we're under tyranny, but the tyranny doesn't extend outside of our borders. We're pussies in the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. They're just dominating us. Mm -hmm. Like I never in a million years would have thought that the biggest enemy to the American people would be the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I like it. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I like it. I mean, the the thing is, is like you are going to have to be very diligent on your immigration process illegally because if they're Canadian and conservative, they ain't breaking the law. They're doing it the right way.
0: Very right. nice.
1: Yeah, they're, they are very <laughs> polite citizens. Well, I mean,
0: I kind of made a decision. I you know, I love going to Alberta. Yeah. I love going up there. Love Calgary, love Banff, love Lake Louise, love going up in there. It's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. But <laughs> I don't want to go up there anymore because of Trudeau's deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Vaccine stuff and all this nonsense. It's crazy. Crazy. I mean, I don't care anything about Montreal or Toronto or anything in Eastern Canada, but give me, give me some of that Western Canada. Give me some Wexit, baby.
1: I like that. And then I think in addition to that, I think if we could just, I don't know if you heard, but I believe it was the mayor of Philadelphia um, was like the only leftist mayor that i've heard that is continuing to say yes we want all of the illegal immigrants so i think in addition to your plan let's just funnel all of the illegal immigrants directly to
0: philadelphia yeah, yeah.
1: and see how long that lasts
0: yeah i will tell you this america's about to look like a, a mexican flea market um that that happens on saturday at the drive-in theaters it, it's about to look like that <laughs> look I, I don't give a shit if people are mad at me for saying that no, or not it's, it's, it's true. a fact
1: it's true it's true and i i think that it's like it's difficult to explain to people especially people who don't live in border states how far reaching the ramifications of this go for how long i mean we're talking decades yeah decades of long-term devastating consequences that we have not even seen yet
0: nope Let's say you got a thousand fighting age males that come across the border. And let's say out of that, 50 of them are murderers and rapists, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. What are you letting into your country? Mm-hmm. I mean, how, 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 many, how many cancer cells are okay in right. your body? Right, right. I mean, are you okay with one cancer cell? Because it tends to spread yeah. if you don't deal with it. So let's say, let's say one murderer, one rapist. Ladies, keep your head on a swivel. You already need to anyway. But my God, don't be don't be sitting in parking lots texting, nope. don't don't be sitting around don't don't you know don't pick twenty dollar bills up off the ground, nope. don't if there's a napkin stuck in your door handle yeah. don't touch it. I mean the fentanyl is crazy this stuff yeah. you know. Um, I'll check your cocaine and see if it's good. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> what. I've built up a tolerance. Just joking. (laughs) That'll be a new thing with Chad's pads. As we come and test it for you. (laughs) Yeah, just we're not gonna strip. We'll come test it for you. Do a small line of it. (laughs) Brandon's got solutions. Um, I love how you say he's just joking. Got to add the disclaimer. There's an asterisk at the bottom of the description of the show on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Am I? Am I? It's party time, Mom. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm not kidding, as Joe would say. I'm not, not joking. A, not a joke. Not a joke. Uh, anyway, I I just think that uh, you better be careful. You better be armed. Stay strapped and mm-hmm. take it with you mm-hmm. everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go.
1: Yeah, you said ladies don't uh don't text in parking lots. I'm like, I, someone comes up on me while I'm in my car in the parking lot. They're getting their head blown off. <laughs>
0: yeah i the magazine yeah. you know joe came out the other day and said you don't need a uh, hundred round magazines you don't need 100 round magazines and a weapon the shit i do yeah I'm, yeah i've seen i've seen them dudes on them videos get shot and keep coming mm-hmm. and them cops laid out 11 bullets mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy's still coming at you well for one reason you miss <laughs> In a, right. in a moment of real crisis and yes. adrenaline takes over, you miss. Yep. See, that's the thing about automatic weapons, this whole argument about automatic weapons, which are so stupid. Nobody's got a machine gun. No. Very few people I do. I wish I did. Which which I think
1: it's bullshit that I can't own
0: one. <laughs> well, I agree with you 100%, but if those of you who have ever shot a machine gun, you know, unless you really train and practice with that, yeah. it's less accurate. Yes, because that thing, it it's, takes over.
1: It, well, in fact, anytime you usually go and shoot, if you're shooting one at a, at a gun range, they'll have the instructor come and put their put hand behind, on, you. Yeah, behind you because they know you're going gonna... to... And it's going to ride high. The <laughs> yeah. same
0: with bump stocks. I can't hit shit with a bump stock right. back in the day. You know, when you had those things and, and you'd shoot with them out at the range or whatever, you can't hit anything. Yeah. So anyway, I, it, I'm just saying, ladies, especially you ladies keep your head on a swivel watch where you are don't be alone don't be vulnerable don't put yourself in those situations it's coming it's here Mm -hmm. it's happening uh people who commit violence are coming across our border Mm -hmm. and we already have it here we know that we got enough americans to deal with right so anyway all right uh i live with pain from time to time i was actually on the phone with my doctor a little while ago we were talking about my gout which has not flared up in Honestly, I don't remember when Uh, it's been fantastic to be pain free. Uh, But if you have the things like, uh, you know, inflammation in your joints, some arthritis stuff going on, you don't just have to live with it and sustain it and deal with it and just move through it. Sometimes, sometimes it really debilitates your life. So I've got a solution for you. uh, If you will listen to me, don't let your joy be stolen by pain. Uh, I want you to uh, to get some freedom with relief factor. Now, it's a great way to reduce pain, which is mostly caused by inflammation in your joints. And when you take it as directed, it could absolutely change your life. It's not a drug, but uh, it comes in a bag, looks just like this. It's something that's developed by doctors that reduces inflammation in your body. And 70% of the people who take it keep on ordering it because it works. So if you're living with pain, try that 3 week 3 week quick start. It's only 19.95. It's trial pack and uh, go to relieffactor.com or call them 800-4-relief. We'll be right back. Uh, conservatives are the biggest snowflakes. I just read it on Twitter because I shared that Bud Light or Miller Lite ad, so whatever.
1: Uh, again,
0: I, 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 you- Again, the whole issue is we're actually defending women here, right? And and saying, but you don't have to make this whole thing. We're also defending men.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's you don't have to go erasing history with this stuff anyway. Sarah Gonzalez is on every afternoon on Blaze and on YouTube. The news and why it matters with her assortment of insightful guests and her mm-hmm. very, very uh, insightful monologues to begin every show. Good job on all of
1: that. Thank you.
0: And you had a hell of a hit with uh, Megan Kelly last Friday. Thank you. Proud of you. appreciate so that. So proud of you. My thank baby's you. growing up. <laughs> uh, come see me out on the road, live.com Visit our site, uh, realwomensclub.com. And also subscribe to The Blaze, blazetv.com slash chad. Use promo code chad. Sarah, thank you. And we love you. God bless you. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.